Kia ora and welcome into the seventh installment of Mates and Takes, a Nexus original podcast where we rank things that just shouldn't be ranked. Each week we give our top three on any given uh, subject. And as always, I'm Oliver and fuck you guys. Wow, I was just about to say that you had such a positive energy and it was like really infectious and I was like getting excited for this episode. But fuck you as well then, I guess. <clears throat> hey guys, uh, I'm here on a lovely afternoon with the <laughs> devilishly handsome uh, Cam Olsen yes. and a guy that vaguely resembles me, people tell me, um, Oliver Dunn. <laughs> I'm not here to give you your usual intros. I'm here to ruffle some feathers. I'm here to piss you guys off i'm here to irritate you because well that's the theme of today's show oh that was very well segued what is the theme of today's show is it pet peeves like interrupting yeah yeah no it is it's pet peeves the really special and beautiful thing about today's episode is up until this point we've been ranking the best of of these different categories whereas today we're ranking the worst the worst pet peeves. But I ask, how are we determining what makes the worst pet peeve the worst? Mm. Um, it was pretty tricky. It actually required late night consultation uh, amongst us. Um, but we came up with like a formula. <laughs> so <clears throat> we had to come up with a consensus on like how irritating it is through our own ways. Um, but then also the main thing that we came up with here is that what distinguishes a pet peeve from something that is just basically morally shit. So the idea we had was the disparity or the relationship between the action itself and the reaction that it causes the agent. So, for example, um, racism or genocide are not pet peeves because they're um, bad. And uh, if you think they're bad, you're proportionate you're proportional to how bad it is you know like your reaction is as bad as the thing itself is meanwhile um yeah i think genocide's bad yeah i don't like it i don't like it i I've, i just want to put that out there i've been saying that for ages ages liam is silent liam so is, i'm assuming he's i think liam's genocide. for it i think liam's for it he didn't say he's laughing yeah. about it guys i don't feel the need to sell you guys on me not <laughs> thinking genocide is good yeah, it's <laughs> I'm bad. buying it. It's bad. It's bad. Um, and so, like, the greater the distinction or the greater the disparity between it, the higher that pet peeve kind of scores. Does that – that's fair, eh? That is very fair. That makes a lot of sense to me. And then the other one that we had was the irrationality and the probability of that peeve um, ever causing you long-term social harm. So if you mentioned it to someone who is the, the person peeving you – would they mm. begrudge you for it? And how how much of a detriment to your own social hierarchy would that be? Is that how people refer to it? Like, um, you're the PV. You're like, I'm peeving right now? I'm super peeved. Oh, you're peeved, so thing. Yeah, yeah. Peeving, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, also, I guess the other reason this is the, a very special episode is that this is a fan recommendation. Yeah. Um, a huge, huge shout out to fan of the pod, Ravon, who um, FaceTimed me late one night after he had finished seeing the future. Yeah. 
and he told me it was going to be a great episode. Wow. He's like, tap in now. I've seen, I've seen the uh, analytics. He was rubbing his one. crystal balls, and he was like, I know what's going to happen. But yeah, sh- huge shout out. We were, uh, we'll, we'll look at um, involving him down the line, no doubt. Very exciting space to be in right now. Um, can I just add a few more extra little nuggets, which I'm sure we'd agree on? So yep. for the listeners at home, this is the first time we've come together prior to a show just to hash out some criteria. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. I was not involved in these talks. The super team, a.k.a. the lobbyists, have once again made moves behind my back. He was 4chan, on 4chan being like, genocide, we should, I don't know, review our stand on it. I'm not saying it's good, but... And yeah, I mean, at some point, I'm going to need Steen to open up the books and show that he hasn't been funded by these two. He's non-committal on it, that's Liam, what I'm saying. you were in the group chat. There is three members of a group chat where we had this discussion, and you're the third member. So that's on you, my friend. I had, um, I think we had in there just... Um, the chance of being a hypocrite when it comes to the pet peeve. Mm. So you can be afflicted by a pet peeve, um, whether you yourself kind of dabble in it a little bit on the side, I think should go towards the score. And then just the prevalence, how common it is in out there in the world. Yeah. Hypocrisy is such a massive one to it as well, because I think that can also draw the line between a pet peeve and a, almost a principle. You know, I'm not going to do that. And if you principally stand against that, I don't think that's a pet peeve. But if you also sometimes, like, let's just say skipping in line or something, mm. if you don't do that in Bongo, but you do that at 1 a.m. outside a house, yeah, that's kind of a pet peeve, isn't it? Because you're not principally against that action. You're just willy-nilly doing it whenever it suits you. Willy-nilly. Willy? Girly for a swirly. I think I might as well just jump right in there cannonball style. Off the top diving board. My third entry into the Pet Peeve Hall of Fame is playing music in public. Loud music. In the context of off of your phone speakers, let's say on the bus, walking through a crowded mall, blasting music. It is... Annoying no matter what the music is. Even if you really enjoyed the artist or song, if it's being blasted from really tinny, even Apple speakers, it's rough. And it's going to obstruct whatever you were wanting to do. It's just a pungent noise. In terms of action compared to reaction, it doesn't score well because the action is just complete dog shit. It's just such a shitty thing to do. And the, the reaction is completely justified in my eyes. In terms of social harm, if I said to you guys, anytime I ever catch the bus, I sit in the back and I play music as loud as possible, you would probably reconsider our friendship. You'd be like, that is just a terrible trait to have. I can't imagine that would do us any favors. <laughs> I I personally strongly agree with this one. <laughs> um, if you were my friend, let's say you were my brother and you were my friend and you brought this up, I would have to call you on it immediately. Mm. And yeah, where we went from there would be determined on what you said. <laughs> You'd have to have some kind of intervention, right? Cam, you're quiet, so I assume you just do this. No, I have a question actually uh, around the social hierarchy thing. Um, 
how much would it affect you, your social hierarchy, do you believe if I was playing music, you didn't know me, and you approached me and you asked me to stop, how much would it affect your social hierarchy if I'm playing music and you asked me to stop? Like within the bus? Yeah, sure. Let's say it's publicised. Let's say someone's videoing with their non-music playing phone. I'd be crowned a hero. It's not so much a pet peeve then, is it? Because it's more like the person is clearly doing like a moral wrong because everyone agrees with you that it's wrong. And so if you're going to put those two things together where you're saying that the action and the reaction are related and you're also saying that everyone is going to be happy for you, plus the prevalence of this, it's only one person doing it, I don't really see it hugely prevalent. I can't, I can probably remember okay, I'll personally just, I'll, I'll not stop many you. moments of this happening. I'll stop you there because this can come up with a lot of things because we just stated that yeah, cutting I, in line is a pet peeve mm-hmm. um, and we can all agree that's like a really rude thing to do, right? So if that's your criteria, then it's really hard to get anything past the line. The difference for me is you can let these things slide Ah, right. Okay, cool. Good distinction. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, important. Yeah, I would early. say that and no one I have I've never seen anyone actually approach someone doing this and I've seen it multiple times and I would never do it because the only place you go from there in reality is a verbal argument or a that, fight. That was my point. Yeah, perfect. Oliver gets no points for that. He didn't think of that, but that was my point. That your whole social hierarchy is directly determined by how aggressive you're gonna be towards this person because to them they're like I'm sorry that I like Ariana Grande. Uh, I think you guys are getting too invested in the criteria. <laughs> I, once again, I have no criteria because I'm just like a chill. Once again, this guy, guy thinks traumatizing a woman is a good first date. It's huh? the third best first date. Woman or man. I'd, I would hate for you to just assume Liam's sexuality. Yeah, <laughs> All right, sorry, yeah, don't hey. assume my sexuality. Sorry. Also, yeah, to clarify, he'll just traumatize anyone is your point there. Uh, there's pretty limited... Um, hypocrisy on this one like i think you're either someone who does this yeah. or you don't and uh, if you do it you're probably pretty pro for just like um yeah. sharing your music taste yeah it's never entered your mind if you yeah. do this completely agree um this one is so offensive to me but the reason why i kept it at number three is there is somewhat limited exposure kind of for us um i will say that if you're in high school the chances of being exposed to this go way, way up, especially if you have to catch the bus, just being around the bus depot in public places with teenagers. The reason I think it needs a place on a top three like this is because a kid, a preteen playing music on the back of the bus is like maxing out a preteen's character build from a game like Dota or League of Legends and you unlock its ultimate the ultimate is playing music on the bus. Like that yeah. is their best move to show like their dominance over their peers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this person has min-maxed in confidence and yeah. they just... <laughs> um, um, Cam, after you. Whoa, there was a little glitch in the matrix there. Simultaneously, um. Uh, what? Where do you fall on if it's a Yui Boom rather than a tinny speaker? The obnoxious level goes way up because the volume goes up, but the quality also goes up yeah you essentially it stays somewhat the same because you trade in sound quality yeah. for sound, sound pollution pollution yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you're, uh, 
you're just sh- shoving your music down people's throats. They yep. don't want to hear it. Yeah, it can get tricky. Sometimes you go to the beach and like if you're it's a little too crowded, you might have to listen to someone's music because UE booms are so so much more common. So maybe maybe this rears its head a little bit more than I gave it credit for. But yeah. I think the beach is probably one of the very few times where it is slightly to clarify not acceptable but slightly more acceptable at the beach it's just a more relaxed atmosphere i would say the worst place and and the most at a funeral place <laughs> oh yeah yeah at a funeral but uh the place where this proliferates would be um hamilton uh what is it called not hamilton gardens the town park what's that place called garden right? place garden place that place is fucking chronic for it everywhere man yeah, I guess it comes down to, like, how much time you spend in public places, which is, like, less and less as you get older, right? Yeah. But, yeah, can you imagine being, like, a someone who's just trying to get home from work oh. and there's, like, some 13-year-olds on the bus playing, playing oh. like, Akon? Oh, terrible. You're not an Akon guy? Yeah, Big Akon guy, what, bro. What's convicted. Wrong with I, convicted, man. That guy, shout out to him. He's got so many kids and he's got, like, the longest name in history and he's super old. T-Pain's 35, man. That I believe um, Akon's trying to start his own city in Africa. <laughs> I would believe that. It feels that way. Yeah. That is my entry at number three. It's I, solid, man. I am just so excited for this episode. I think um, we're just celebrating the shittiest human behavior out there. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm very excited to hear what you've got at number three, Cam. So I have rogue chefs. At number three. Now, this is not chefs like in a restaurant. This is your home cook who um, they see a recipe and they go, ah, I need that. And they just fucking either extract ingredients or uh, import ingredients and add that to a thing that it does not need and you do not deserve that. And then brag about, I just threw double the amount of garlic in that. It ain't even shit. It's like, what the fuck? It is not a personality trait to add garlic to things. And additionally, it is not something to be celebrated. Uh, I don't want to name names here. We're all above that. I but, think you um, should. Mum, uh, <laughs> love you to bits. But you making uh, meals where you're just like, here's some mince, here's some pasta, and here's some cheese. No consideration of oregano, parsley, thyme, rosemary. Uh, you know, give me a bit of marjoram. Give me a bit of basil. Spice that shit up. So important. And just so neglected. You are not Nadia Lim. You are not Shanaz Hussein. Be better. Uh, now, here is why this score is super high. Because it's quite a niche thing, I initially thought. But can, I, can I just quickly... I, I love so much that this podcast has become a platform for us to have these conversations. And I think it is now at its height as a place where you can call out your mum. Yeah, I'm personally a fan of calling out family members and I would like it to continue. (laughs) (laughs) So here is why this scored so highly for me. First of all, um, I don't know about you guys, but how did I conduct my research? Because my pet peeves is not the same. I crowdsourced. I asked 25 people their pet peeves and then I distilled it all down into themes and a massive theme was people who just neglect basic cooking principles. That came across the board. And there were some niche ones. There were some very strange ones that had to do with food, like spilling curry onto your fo- uh, onto your clothes in a takeaway jar. I was like, that's not making the list, but it's going to make a little shout out. But having like... Yeah, that person's just holding on to something. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's trauma. 
<laughs> that's not podcast, that's therapy you're needing. Yeah. Uh, but consistently, the one that came in was uh, some form of food manipulation that was unwarranted. So that was why initially. Then I investigated further and I thought, okay, what about um, disparity between action and reaction? Ginormous. This person is cooking for you. My mum cooked that meal for me. In fact, she cooked that for seven people. And I ate it and I said thank you. But in my head, I was like, this is dog shit. Trash. Very ungrateful. She made a meal. She took time to make a meal. And it was so average. Now, here is the next thing. It was not disgusting. It was not inedible. It was flavorless. It transcended, or it rather, it transitioned food from... Uh, a meal to sustenance. She took a basic pleasure of life, which is quite mundane, and rather than dressing it up, she dressed it down. Now, that does not happen very often because it, it's an essential, right? Food is essential. You can't make shitting any more fun or any less fun than it is. You just shit. That's not true. Okay, both of you, how do you make shitting fun. better? No, 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 that's not that sitting. Shitting itself, the act of squeezing your rectum can't get any better or worse. The sensation of it, the only way it can get worse is if you always eat Mexican food. No, um, well, I'm saying you're adding an accessory to shitting. You're sitting down with your phone. Oh, here you go. Here you go. I got one. If you regulate your diet in such a fashion, you can get to a point where you don't need to wipe your bum. And that's happened to me like heaps. That is the verb of wiping your bum, not shitting. Wiping your bum is not an essential act for you to continue living. Uh, you could shave your no. asshole so that it slides out a lot easier. The like twice a week? So... Okay, here's the thing that I would suggest, right? My point is here that if you have food, you can make food, which is a basic essential component of surviving, you can make it beyond that and you can have salt, fat, acid, heat, and it's going to be infinitely better. If you neglect that and you turn it back to sustenance, you're just taking away like another part of life that could be better. So gratitude ungrateful for something that someone has done something quite nice for you because I didn't cook them fucking meal I was sitting on my phone probably shitting doing nothing <laughs> she's making a meal what a nice thing to do and I'm like nah fuck this meal hypocrisy through the roof I personally I'm only going to speak from personal experience for these hypocritical actions I add chili flakes to basically any uh, Italian dish and I was informed recently by an Italian friend that's a no-no. That's a big-time faux pas. You should not be chucking chili flakes into every dish. But I was like, yeah, I could do that. I'm not going to Ramsey. But isn't that your personal preference? So it's like kind of... It is, but I'm, I've done that for people. Oh, I've right. cooked for people, and I've, I still just chuck it in there. Same with cumin. I just chuck cumin in everything. Is is it possible your mum... I don't know if this... I'm pretty sure this doesn't change anything, but... Does she have a certain set of taste buds and she's aligned her cooking to that and so she is trying her best? And I suppose that just feeds into the pet peeve? Thought about that. Um, unfortunately, at the conclusion of the meal, she went, it did lack a bit of flavour, <laughs> And I went, oh, yeah, I wonder if it's because you didn't put anything in it. Okay, can I ask a question? <laughs> have you ever talked to her about this? Uh, I've talked to her about this about other people, hoping she'd pick it up. You know, You know when you're like... Man, that guy really stinks. She's gonna know Rams. now. <laughs> so you've called her out on a public platform. That's beautiful. Is it possible, and I I love this pet peeve, and I never thought of it, and I can see how it's like so easy to slip into and the damage it can do to a son. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> 
could you like pretty much like limit the damage pretty quickly if you just like have a conversation with your mum that slightly awkward but once you pull that band-aid off it's not like on the bus telling someone to turn off their music you just say right. like hey mum chill on the garlic and maybe you just do it bit by bit like a little breadcrumbs at a time and then you've essentially closed the book on the pet peeve is that possible do you think or is it too awkward what's so great about this is that you've actually provided an amazing solution either my family relationship gets better and my <laughs> argument gets worse or my argument gets better and my family relationship gets worse <laughs> these scales are gonna stay balanced no matter what I am going to add um, some more fuel to the flame, and my father is infinitely worse at this. <laughs> Thai, Thai sweet chili and all stir fries, my guy. Crispy noodles and all things. I'm like, good God, my dude. Get some more culinary diversity and find out what herbs, spices, and seasonings can do for your life. Rogue chefs, third worst. They are third worst. Not the worst, third worst. It's so funny. We, I remember us chatting and we were like, um, and I don't think this, like, it doesn't change anything. I think it's still great. But we were like, make sure you don't try not to do your own pet peeves. And you've got, you're like the two people you use for the people who raised you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like, try not to be biased here, but I'm all God. I, I did, again, <laughs> by creating this um, research pool of, uh, basically I family feuded oh, it. Yeah. Um, I had so many people go, oh, my boyfriend does this. And it was always someone, like a loved one does it. And it was amazing because it was like, everyone has this unspoken issue. And here is the one thing that I, I don't personally know if uh, Liam, your partner can cook well, but I know that Oliver's partner cooks really well, oh. amazingly well. Unlike my producer. And um, I was worried uh, that relatability here would be quite low because in his own life, He's not getting this issue. <laughs> He's yeah. grateful for all meals. Now that I live with Hillary, yeah, it's um, insane. The food. I Unreal. can't relate. Shout out to Hillary. Shout out to mom. Shout out to dad. Love all three of you to bits. Um, I'm not that good of a cook either, to be clear. I thought I was a good cook. And then I remember saying, I'm a good cook. And someone was like, yeah, me too. And the minute they said that, I was like, okay, I'm clearly not that good. <laughs> for some reason, I just immediately doubted it. Because if someone else is there, I'm, like, I'm not going to be as good as that person. I think this is a great pick because a, a meal done poorly can really fuck your day up or yep. night up. Yeah. And, yeah, I strongly agree with this, Cam. Thanks, man. You don't want to end the night, eh, on, like, a poor meal. Oh, bro. Yeah. Especially because a, a great meal that you can savor can, like, extend a conversation with yep. the people that you're dining with for hours. Yeah. And, you know, leave, like, a, a good taste in your mouth, you know, like, just... Sets the vibe for a night. Definitely. Definitely. A, a worthy entry into the Pet Peeves Hall of Fame. Rogue Chefs. Who knew? Um, I like the way it's it's packaged as well. Rogue Chefs. That sounds cool. Yeah. I am just terrified for Cam's <laughs> next interaction with his mom. Because <laughs> Kelly listens to this. Um, or if she doesn't, I'll make sure she does. I'm in a lot of trouble already with her for informing her that Josh has a side hustle career working for ISIS. And you, she's very upset with me. For your that. brother, Josh. Yeah, my brother, Josh, friend of the pod. Um, so it's already, you know, it's all downhill from here, man. There's no escaping it. Fuck it, bro. Lean into it, you know? Liam, where we at? Where we at, Liam? 
Where we at, boo? Uh, okay, so my number three is <laughs> asking questions during a movie. <sighs> okay, so I didn't write the script. I didn't direct this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm watching it for the first time too. Please shut the fuck up. <laughs> Have a tangy fruit. And please do not ruin Stuart Little 2 for me, okay? Something little goes a long way this summer, and I want to find out what. (laughs) Okay, first of all, just real quick. This is not a thing, but if we were doing top three of our arguments ever, Liam just put his number one up by fucking far. This may be... That was incredible. (laughs) Just based on that monologue, it should be your number one. (laughs) I'm terrified to find it. Unless I'm going to piss my pants at your number two and then shit myself at your number one. Those are my two of mine. Is that it? Yeah. (laughs) Open up the floor, gang. Oh, Um, Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I don't have any questions. We all know it's really annoying. Mm. Um, I have a few. Cam? Does it matter, the question? Yes, because any kind of talking is can interrupt you receiving vital information from the movie. Mm. Hey, I want to ask a question, Liam. Sure thing, brother. Are you afflicted by this pet peeve? Am I afflicted? What do you mean? You know, do you yourself subscribe to this pet peeve of being annoyed with questions? Oh, movies? of course. <laughs> and does it ha- happen to you? It has happened in my life, yes. I feel like recently, often. Hey, man, I'm not using this as a platform <laughs> for vendettas. <laughs> <laughs> Another great movie. Shout out Emma Joe, man, friend of the pod, lover of the pod. Oh, it's really good, really good entries. Um, so we do have like capacity for hypocrisy. Do you ask any questions during a movie or are you Never. zip tight? I'm quiet. So this is a principle for you. Yeah. So right. maybe kind of lowish on the hypocrisy because if it really pisses you off, you probably put yourself in those shoes. And just by virtue in movies, you're probably a little more locked in than others. Mm. Uh, is this also only for movies that, so you used Stuart Little too. Um, and you implied that it was during the um, theatre release. Is this the same rule goes if it's in your lounge? Yes. And I will pause the movie and reprimand the culprit. Wow. I was going to ask that same question, and I thought about it. I went, nah, yeah, Liam wouldn't just personally stand for either. So do you um, do you ever watch movies that, like, for example, do you, have, do you re-watch movies? I do. So if someone starts talking in the hangover, you're going to be like, shut the fuck up. Zach's about to do something crazy. This is reserved for movies that I have not seen before. Right, so first viewings. So okay. Sh- Shrek 2, you're all good. Kind of, you know, running it back and giving some, like, play-by-play. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to ruin a movie experience, though. Okay, so, so, so either way, novel it, it detracts. Asking questions in a first it, viewing. This, it's, right. <clears throat> it's potency, let's say, is, like, lessened. If I've seen the movie already. Right. 
No, I, I completely agree. I just wanted more sort of details around your own psyche. I want to just get to know the guy beside me. He's your brother. I can never stop learning, man. That's a reference to an older ep. Um, tune into episode four. Yeah. Actually, a couple of uh, duo of brothers in the house today. Yeah, a couple of a duo. Yeah, we actually have... That's powerful. Friend of the pod, Josh Olsen, hanging out in studio. He's off camera, but he's just here staring at us. Steen's brother. Steen's brother. So now it's just Oliver, all on his own. No relations, no families here. But it's okay, because I'm up next. And Liam's created the perfect segue, because asking questions during a movie sucks. Talking during a movie sucks. Especially at a movie theatre. So you've got talking during the movies. I got talking during the movies. <coughs> and um, a little different to Liam's because it kind of happens outside of your group. So Liam's kind of talking about someone asking you questions. This is like people talking. My worst experience for this personally was sitting next to an international couple and one of the partners translating the movie for the other. Whoa. And, and like seat next to me, seat over. That is rough. Mm. So let's talk about... What was the movie? I can't remember. Uh. I, I probably didn't retain much of it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of interference. <laughs> um, so I think we can all agree it's pretty annoying. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Um, the way I put it is sort of frustrating during trailers. Like it's like... But if they keep going during the movie, it's unforgivable. You know, it's like there's like a, a line in the sand as soon as you see like universal pop up on the screen. You're like, all right, you you better have got it out of your system because the show's about to start, you know? Mm. It's once the screen wides, eh? Like once the screen gets a bit wider and when the light's dim. No more talking. Action versus reaction. Now the action is bad and we know it's bad but it's kind of easy to forget. Just like the person asking Liam questions next to him can possibly forget where they are in time and space if they really are perplexed by something on screen. And people tend to struggle with volume control. We're all human. So we all know it's bad, but people slip up and they do it. They don't mean to be rude, but they do it. There's mild social harm. Um, I guess it kind of depends. Like, if you told me you talk during movies, I'd be like, you, yeah, that's fine. Like, you're a guy. If me and you went to the movies and you started talking, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Mm. Can't go to the movies with Liam anymore, you know? Um, <coughs> kind of on the lower end of the hypocrisy, I don't think we have talked at the movie theaters, but maybe we're, like, a few tears down where we've talked at home, uh, we've talked during trailers. Like, I don't think that's too bad, but there are kind of watered-down versions of this, which we've all kind of dipped our toes into, I like to think. Busy movie, there is a really high chance of infection here, guys. I mean, if you go to a movie these days and it's maybe like part of the French film festival at the Lido, there's probably three other people in the theatre and you're not going to have too many talks. Um, but if you go to like the premiere of like a blockbuster movie, I would say it's like a very, very high percentage that you're going to hit into this. Here's the, like, here's the thing that puts the cherry on top for me. 
it's like just not rude enough for necessarily everyone to be like, hey, shut up. So if you don't have a shusha in your immediate group mm. within earshot, you're fucked for the whole entire <coughs> movie. Because not everyone's comfortable being like, hey, shh. Because the really funny thing is you're totally right for shushing someone, but you're now sat right next to this person for the next two hours, like inescapable proximity, and there's like bad blood straight away. It's the value of having a primary school teacher in your friend group because they just love a shh. Yeah. You know, primary school teachers are all about the shh. And like Liam, me and Liam used to work <coughs> at the movie theatres, and so we got really comfortable in the theatres, and Liam's favourite thing was like, the most aggressive shushes. Like, there's a shh, <laughs> and then there's like a shh. All right, I need to interject here. That wasn't my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing to do was telling people they were sitting in my seat, <laughs> pull up with a ticket like, uh, buddy, I'm in G6. <laughs> um, like a G6. Yeah. The the violent shushes, that's a, I'm not going to have my movie ruined by you. Yeah. And I don't care. We can fight after if you want. You are the hero in this pet peeve story. I bet there is a uh, direct relationship between Rotten Tomatoes score of movie and amount of talking that takes place in that movie. Fast 9, I bet you, has a whole bunch of, oh my God, that's Vin Diesel. Hey, Dwayne Johnson scores a lot of weight for that. Oh my God, is that Kevin Hart? Hey, who's Jason Statham again? But I bet if you're going in to watch Parasite, fucking you could hear a pin drop. It would be dead silent. I, uh, that's a really good point. I had Avengers Endgame ruined by uh, the gentleman sitting next to me. He felt it was necessary to... Spoiler, if you don't know, um, Tony Stark dies. But the AI in his suit says life, life, uh, life sign critical or something like that. And the guy next to me just goes, life critical. <laughs> <laughs> like, as if almost like I looked around and it was like I, I was the only one who heard it, but it just took me out of the movie... And I just, it ruined it for me. It grabbed you by the scruff of your collar and just <laughs> pulled you out of the Marvel universe. Yeah. Those are those were such a funny, I get. I think the Marvel scene is at least receded a little bit, but at its peak and fever pitch, those were such bizarre movies to go to on an early, like early release sort of box office weekend because the energy in those were so palpable mm. and like there was there was you know like cheering when something came out or there would be like talking but it's i don't know it almost transcended like a movie it was almost like a production the only kind. instance of a, a a spoiler like not telling the general public please don't spoil the movie for other people like the only time i've ever heard it so there is a movie called Witness for the Prosecution, which is black and white, and it ends with this crazy plot twist, and it ends the credits with a guy being like, please do not ruin this movie for fellow viewers. They're going to love it. And you're just like, good fucking God. <laughs> so ahead of their time, man. Witness for the Prosecution, paving the way for Thanos and shit. What year was this released? Uh, 1954, I think. Is it is it like a real is it like a it's revolutionary a twist at the end? Like, um, it's it's enough of a twist. Hey, hey, it's hey, a hey, fucking hey, hey, solid hey. movie, bro. Why do you think they put that in the credits? Stop bloody talking about the it's a solid <laughs> movie. It's a solid movie. It still stands up. Oh, highly recommend. Obviously, I strongly agree with Oliver's point. Yeah, yeah. Talking in the cinemas is a crime. Because also, like, 
now that we've just kind of aired it out, the cinemas, like, you don't go often anymore. It costs no. a lot of money, and there's mm. not that many good movies in the current climate of COVID and shit. You don't want this really, like, special experience that you've paid good money for to be ruined, you know? It's you know, so annoying. The one, and this is just, like, such a minor difference, but to me, the one thing that would make me, like, even worse than talking in the cinema is chatting in the cinema. <laughs> It's a minor distinction, but there is a definite difference there, you know, where you've got those people who talk about the movie, the life critical thing, absolutely heinous sin. But how about the two guys who were just talking about yesterday? Just what they fucking did down at the Spates Ale House. And you're like, what? What are you doing? Why do you think this is the time for the desagulation? Uh, that's a fast and furious like talking it, point, eh? That's those dudes are in there. Right, yeah. I think let's move it on. And speaking of talking, Cam, do that thing with your mouth. No. Uh, my number two is Crypto Boys. Crypto <laughs> Boys are uh, people who constantly are talking about Dogecoin, Elon Musk. Oh, I think I thought this was a gang thing. No, yeah. Um, they are always talking about how it's a bull in a bear market, bro. Uh, Bitcoin. Um, fucking, oh, you got to get in early, get in on the ground floor, going to the moon, all of these turns of phrase. Um, predominantly white men, predominantly they wear uh, like forward-facing baseball caps, predominantly own Ralph Lauren, uh, predominantly own boat shoes, predominantly <laughs> own like an annoying amount of shorts that are just very tight to the thigh. Should we all show our shoes just to just make sure we're not wearing boat shoes? Boat boys, where you at? Um, oh, this fucking dude shows his J's, of course. Uh, and and he's wearing boat shoes, guys. No, I'm not. Oh. Here is the uh, final thing that these guys do. And I, I know that this is a bit of an umbrella term and we can kind of talk about that, but I do really feel like all of these come under this, this uh, label. These are the guys who, after a night out, they text you and say, can you transfer me that $3.30? <laughs> Fuck you. It's $3.30. I've got you next time. It is a crime. And the uh, in terms of hypocrisy, personally, zero. Don't give two fucks about if you owe me money. Um, but in terms of the action to reaction, I suppose an argument could be made that it is quite high because they are technically, you are indebted to them, technically. So... They are kind of within their rights, but I think that this goes up to a value. So I'm more than happy to open this to the floor, but my thoughts were, um, and I kind of divided this into three scenarios, going out, going to the movies, and uh, like going out to town or whatever, going to the movies, and then going out for coffee. Coffee, anything more than 10 bucks, I think is kind of fair enough if someone hits you up. Uh, movies, anything more than like a ticket is kind of fair enough if someone hits you up. And town, anything more than 20 bucks. I think it's kind of fair enough if they hit you up. Okay, so I thought this was like your pet peeve was just crypto boys. But it, it's actually people it's, asking you for a, a small amount of money you don't deem. Yeah, wait, which which is it? So it, it kind of, yeah, I guess that more specifically is probably the actual action itself. Okay. That is the verb that irritates me. I think um, the, but as a label, that is just kind of how I paint these people. So we don't have right, to right, right. Uh, in, encounter any of that. We don't have to entertain any of that as the argument. The argument is just yeah. people owing uh, a minute amount of money and having the audacity to be like, can you transfer me? That? Okay, that's good. To me, that's like a far stronger pet peeve. And I just love the, the lead-in, but yeah, it had me confused. But yeah, that's 
Oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Okay, it. I, 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 I think this is a good one. Yeah, this is a good pet peeve. I, yeah, I hate that. If we've, if especially if you and this person have some sort of rapport or like mm. are on the way to a friendship, this can be a deal breaker. Oh, for sure, for sure, it has. I, I have a couple of funny scenarios here. One is, uh, I last year. I purchased a ticket for a New Year uh, gig for my brother just because it makes it easier, you know, when you just buy the tickets at the same time and they transfer you later. So I'm talking to him on New Year's Day. We're drinking and sh- whatnot, and then I go, oh, yeah, just, just transfer me that whenever. There's no rush at all. And he goes, you kind of owe me 300 bucks, so I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other way where he, like, opposite pet peeved, whatever that is, where he was so nice that he, like... And then he rattled it off, and it was amazing. He had this Rolex. He's like, I paid for your dinner here. I paid for your dinner here. I paid for your petrol here and back. I paid for this. I paid for that. And then I also paid for this. Oh. And I was like, I am so sorry. They weren't they weren't all in one week. Like, I wasn't just bumming off him. It just, like, had accumulated over time. I felt so horrible. I was like, please forget about the $100. You've just outlined the blueprint for, like, how to bypass, like, encroaching on this pet peeve like if you are gonna like shout here and there it's cool just keep a record yeah and when prompted ask for your fucking money back yeah and it just has to be like above a certain amount i would say anything more than nine dollars 99 you can kind of be within your rights but if it's single digits that is where i'm gonna go from kind of within your rights i'm like oh that's a bit weird that he asked for that so quickly but anything less than 9.99 we're not hanging out again anytime soon. And you're certainly not paying for anything anytime soon. Does it happen to you that often? It used to. And then I just cut all the people that I found out do it. Because I was just going to say, like, if you run, like, a fairly uh, well-oiled machine when it comes to your friend circle, you should be kind of, like, protected. But it, maybe that even speaks to the pet peeve because you are, like, culling the herd based on, yeah. like, its prevalence. My social reputation is I'm prepared to reduce my number of friends to keep this standard. Oh, it's I atrocious. think you run into this pet peeve mainly on your way through high school. This happens a lot through high school mm. when people are, everyone is generally in the same kind of like financial boat. You know, people don't have much money, but like, yeah. And, and a name for this pet peeve Keeping a tally. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's a really good entry. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. I can't stand all of it, to be clear. I can't stand the guys who are talking about Doge and Ethereum and Bitcoin, but this is the thing that I just got. Name some names, bro. Yeah, I'm not going to do that, but I was thinking when you said the high school thing, everyone I could think of still lives in high school. They're not in high school. They're in their mid-20s. They're living in high school, Mm -hmm. you know? They're those They never graduated. Never graduated. They have dreams like that they're back at school like butt naked. Um, not me though. Um, but, huh? I don't do that. What? Liam Dunn, number two for you, please. With clothes on. Okay. Um, my number two is, it's quite simple, lateness. People who are chronically late. I'm not talking about your friend who was just late one time. <coughs> I'm talking about people who are renowned for being late. And therefore like, and, and at this point they're fucking up plans. People are like, you know, fucking around on your time or or a group. It can be a group and 
I, I honestly, I think this is one of the worst. It's super strong based on like how commonplace it is. Oh yeah. How how late is um do you go? That's late. You just start to like intangibly notice, eh, that someone yeah. starts being late. I guess it's personal preference, but kind of like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes onwards. I reckon ten minutes you clock it, you go. 10 minutes, and then around 15 to 20 is when you go, this is now annoying me, mm. I think. Mm. It's quite funny because if it's if you're meeting up somewhere, uh, part of my research as well was I was thinking about, oh, well, how do I find, um, what is a resource where people talk about pet peeves and neuroses nonstop? So I watched all of Seinfeld, as usual, because I love Seinfeld. And they had this on there. They talked about lateness, and they were talking about the closer you are with that friend, the less amount of time you will wait on them for being late before you just fucking leave. It is a data joke, I know, because we now have phones, but I still thought the concept was amazing. If I'm waiting for you, I'll give you like 10, 15 minutes. But if I'm waiting for someone I don't know, I'll probably give you about 30 minutes first time. Yeah, like Oliver and I have an unspoken code <coughs> that we both must be prompt when the other is waiting for us. Oh, And yeah. there is very... I'm a little more loose case. He is a little bit. I wanted I him know, to say Oliver. it. Yeah, because you often will message me for family dinners being like, where are you? And it's like, what? Like it's maybe two minutes to 6.30 where, when we have kickoff. And I'm like, dog, I'm in the bath next door. <laughs> I love baths. Yeah, cereal bather. Bazy boy. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty fucking bad, eh? It's so bad. Being late for shit is just so bad. I reckon this one in particular, <clears throat> say if you just surveyed the entire population of Earth, this might come in at number one, just in terms of like how many people are afflicted by it and get pissed off by it. Like it might come in almost at the top. Dad, I'm coming at you. Always late, bro. Habitually late. He would be the one guy if you had you interviewed the whole population, six billion nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine people were okay with it. One guy was like, "No, see what the big deal is." That's him, bro. He's so bad. Cam is um, basically gunning towards becoming emancipated by I, the end I, of this yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna have the last name Olsen for much longer. I don't think. Negative. Um. Oh, it's terrible. I'm so annoyed. I've got no pushback. I've got no comment. I'm just like actually annoyed now. I think I'm waiting on someone right now. I was the last to get <coughs> here today for the pod. Is this? No, I was. Oh, were you? I was, yeah. Oh. And I did message saying I'm going to be five minutes late and I apologize. Oh. Hey, that's that's a very easy way to get out of this pet peeve. Like a little bit of heads <coughs> up and um, just being kind of polite will help you like navigate. If... Like, if you're just really bad at time management, that's one thing, right? Like, oh, God, like, I always misjudge. But as long as you take 10 seconds to slap your microphone, but 10 seconds also to just send a message like, hey, dude, I'm running 5, 10 late, then at least I know not to get pissed off with you ahead of yeah. time. It's the, the distinction, right? And the lack of apology indicates your time is not important to me in any way. So you waiting on me, you doing nothing for five, ten minutes is not important to me. You will wait until I'm there. It's disrespectful. I The hypocrisy for me on this is at zero because being late for something um, gives me intense anxiety. So I'm always early. 
or try to be. It's a very nice trait to have to be. Um, is there such a thing? Do you ever get annoyed if someone's too early? I do. <laughs> I do. Um, <coughs> only in a sense of like a party. There's certain scenarios like there's some things where you can never be too early for, like uh, work, prostate it, exam. It's always good circumcision. To Sorry, prostate exam. An adult circumcision. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So pretty much, Oliver, what's your? <laughs> <laughs> you ever just control or deleted a guy's brain? <laughs> System oh, reboot, bro. Clip this. Um, <laughs> well, I have a question. Do you guys bite your nails? Yeah, not anymore. Don't interrupt, Cam, because I'm doing an ad. Did you know that biting your nails has shown to produce cleaner nails? According to actual research, the act of biting your nails may clear bacteria. Here at MB Services, we offer a door-to-door service where we bite your nails for you, taking out all the fuss of doing it yourself. Sign up for a free trial and see the results for yourself. Please note, MB technicians reserve the right to swallow your nail clippings on site. So beautiful. I, uh, I actually applied there recently. Yeah? Didn't, they said I didn't have enough experience. Oh, do not bite your nails. Not anymore. But also, I haven't bitten anyone else's nails. Yeah. They get, it's a very extensive um, interview process. Interesting fact. Some cultures believe uh, in holding on to your toenail and finger clippings because um, your if your enemy's got a hold of them, they can do some like dark magic. <sighs> they could like clone you. you? No, like voodoo stuff. Yeah, like voodoo, bro. Voodoo like clone you and then do stuff like voodoo to your clone. That would be just one step removed. That's just like more litigious. So like they would somehow <laughs> get the technology and research how to clone someone. I'm talking about dark magic. You're I'm talking about science. I'm oh. yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm using a spell to clone yeah. someone. <laughs> I'm I'm guessing the cultures we're talking about are not all that like. Should we be cloning? Negative, my they're, man. They're I not thinking about that. Yeah, talking about some Harry Potter level <laughs> magic, Stonehenge type shit. My number one. Go on, have a guess, Cam. Uh, I've got. To, I'm not sure. I'm just going fifty fifty. Is it chewing loudly? No. Is it cutting a line? Hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. All right. Let's talk about the whole irritation thing, right? It's it's rude. Everyone can agree it's rude. But much like how a pet peeve operates, some people let it slide and some people don't. So like as soon as someone cuts, everyone's like, that sucks. But they have to care enough to do something about it, right? But it always registers. It always registers. The very classic excuses, oh, they let me cut in front of them. And I fucking despise that shit. Hey, if you want to let someone cut in front of you, that's cool. Why don't you restart your journey at the back of this line then and let as many people you want? Because guess what? You let them in front of me as well. And I hate it. I'm trying not to get too personal here, but that's just how strong a pet peeve is for everyone, not just me. Yeah, I was about to say, there is a little bit of personal bias here. 
I have been with Oliver multiple times when he's done something, and I'm actually going to say, he's going to think I'm attacking this and I think it's stupid. I applaud him for doing something about it. I never will. It is annoying. I'm not going to pretend it's not. I have this belief that karma's going to end up like having them hit by a car later on in that night, um, and then like they don't die, they get taken to the hospital, and then they die of like non-serious stuff that's easily curable. That's my thoughts. That's the full thought process as well. Every time someone cuts in line, I'm like, you wish death upon them. <clears throat> yeah, but not from me, just from karma. Okay. Like the toenail clippings. I, I just got all this shit. <laughs> I'll completely acknowledge that and I'll speak to it very shortly. But I completely agree with you. In terms of action to reaction, like slipping in with your mates can seem super harmless in the moment, you know? Um, you, this can also be judged on like how long the line is versus your place in the line. So people can like be doing this all over the show. And it happens heaps. It happens in all sorts of situations. I think if you told someone you just cut in line and you don't care, I think it would, you just like if you told me that, Cam, I'd be like, that's rude, man. And I would, I would, it wouldn't derail us, but I would be like, okay, there's that aspect to Cam's personality where, if I'm out with him and we have to line up, he might just try pull some shit. And also, I now I know he's just kind of like okay with being rude, just on the sly. Hypocrisy-wise, we've all done it. Everyone's done it, one hundred percent. Like and you, you can it. just you can just find a, a spot. A real easy one is probably back at school. Like, say, if you were like a year thirteen, are you telling me you're lining up behind year nines at the tuck shop? I don't think so. That's like when you're pulling up, you know, the hierarchy card and. Yeah. I don't think that's like as evil. I think you kind of have to pay your dues at high school a little bit. But it just means everyone's done it. Also, like nothing feels better than seeing a long ass line and being able to just skip to the front. Feels like a cheat code. Whoa, hang on. Are you um, kind of glorifying? The hey, you know, people, people know that heroin is a very nice feeling. I'm not saying I'm going to go shoot up. Yeah, you know, he's saying that it's, it's not like morally correct. I'm just saying that it's, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, a really shitty part is on a night out. There are just going to be lines kind of all over the show, depending on where you go out, where you like to go, and you compound that with the fact that people are drunk and they don't really care too much, depending on their drunkness. Also, all night they've been cutting lines and shoving it up their nose anyway. So they're you know they've already set precedent. My big thing for why this needs to be at the top is because no matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, no matter whether you want to say anything or not, every single person just quietly, if they notice it, just registers it as like a dickhead move. They just go, dickhead, in any situation, unless maybe they were in a wheelchair and it was like a concert. And, and then I think we wouldn't do that. Shout out to those line cutters. They're cool with me. Someone... Say something, Cam, please. Um, so my issue is that, uh, and we'll kind of get to this in a second, but if this is your number one, that you've just created two caveats wherein it is socially acceptable. So are you saying that there are no situations where a pet peeve is like absolutely situationally unacceptable, irrespective of context? Because that to me indicates a little bit of personal bias coming in here where you hate this the most, you put it at number one, which is perfectly reasonable, but then you've also just pointed out that wheelchair people who uh, have some form of disability, that's acceptable for them to cut in line. 
And you also pointed out that there is a power ranking system in high school where it is less acceptable. You did say that still people are going to be like dickhead, but you did say it is socially more acceptable in a power ranking situation. I'll so is this really not? I'll have to just jump in there for the wheelchair. I don't, I maybe Oliver phrased that incorrectly. I don't believe a wheelchair person is cutting in line. I believe he's being granted access. Thanks, Liam. And even, even if, uh, l- okay, let's just like try, um, chuck like some of these into other situations like um if a dude was in a wheelchair blasting music i'd be like sweet bro do your thing on the bus you know like I just what about like, a deaf guy um i would like plug in my headphones when he's not looking and he wouldn't realize i'd use my headphones to plug in <laughs> he's deaf he doesn't have like no sense what are you oliver twist you're gonna be pickpocketing left he's right and center gonna, he's, how dexterous are your little fingers to be able to get a little headphone jack right into his oh phone you speaker? want to hear how i do it so if he's playing it he's obviously got it in one of his hands playing yeah i'm gonna sit behind him at some point he's gonna be looking out to the window and i just hey, or to the wall to the sweat drop down his balls yep three six nine damn you're fine um just two more points it's really easy to do. Like, it is so, like, fucking up a meal at least takes a little bit of effort. Like, because you're like, I'm, you know, going to go through this process of, like, ignoring she what I should do. She does it so seamlessly, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she did it once. Mum's a great cook. Dad sucks. Mum's a good cook. Um, But, like, to cut in line is just, like, it's literally just moving your feet a little bit and just trying to be sneaky. But here's the here's the reason why, despite a few loopholes that Cam is pulling at, it is the worst. Because it is my most hated pet peeve, and I'm a really reasonable guy. Oh, here we go. I am just super chill, stoic. I really don't get Wouldn't mad. Wouldn't call you stoic. Would not call you stoic. Don't really get mad at much of anything. Really? And this boils my blood. So... It just goes to show no one is immune to this level of shit. I think this is an interesting pet peeve for the reason that it is it affects you all throughout your life. From when you were born to when you die, we as a society have ex- like agreed upon the thing that if you need to go somewhere and there's more than a few people, you got to form a line. This is an primary school to when you die if you need to access a public place so i mean yeah it's just very interesting to me so it's prevalent the idea is prevalent i do agree i don't like that your whole thing once again for your number one pick is that it'll be fine because you're a super chill dude a little bit of a callback to six episodes back but your whole thing around subjective reality you would kill a bunch of people and you're like no would it same thing here, you're like, I'm a super chill dude, so uh, clearly this is bad because I'm the moral arbiter of the world. Hey, listen. You're I'm not the Dalai Lama, my guy. Hey, listen, I referenced myself <coughs> in that episode because you put upon me the situation. I didn't have a choice, right? So Shout out the Dalai Lama. Shout out Dalai Lama. I emailed him earlier this year. He didn't get back to me. He's on email? Yeah, he actually is, yeah. You can just Google email Dalai Lama and he gives you an email. And I reached out to him. I was like, I think I could teach you a thing or two, man. Hit, hit me up and he never got back to me. Um, that feels like a pet peeve. Yeah, probably from him. He's like, this yeah. fucking dude. I think I think a good good pick. Solid pick. Yeah. Solid pick. Um, not surprised that it's your first. Um, but I think if you manage to take bias away from the table, I'm I actually think inversing your second and first would have been a solid shout. But uh, but that's you know, that's your pick. That's your list. 
My number one. Are you good with your story? Yeah. Can I change mine to people telling me I should reorder my personal thoughts and? Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> Go on. Because my number one. This is what we call in uh, our flat killing Hitler. Now, the point of this is it is basically put simply because this is a bit convoluted. Conversational hijackers. Um. Basically, what Oliver almost said was what he wanted his number one to be when someone just tells you what to think. Uh, killing Hitler, put simply, is when I say to Liam, Liam, uh, if you were to go back in a time machine, what, what what would you do? I would slap Oliver in the face when he was Epic. five. I would kill Hitler. I'm waiting for him to stop Hang using on. his big, dumb fucking mouth. I'm like, I don't care what he's got to say. I've got to tell the world what I've got to say. Yeah, I heard him as well. He's going to slap you in the face. We could air that out in a sec, but I'm just going to hijack my own hijacking. Conversational hijacking is the worst. Um, it is, I've done that better than you. It is, I've done that worse than you. It is, everything about you is now about me. Um, it is driving a conversation to whatever destination you feel it should go to, irrespective of the person it is called a dialogue, not a monologue, because dia is to, is between, amongst. And so whenever you're having a conversation, con also means with, if you are conversing with someone, there is a difference between that and talking at someone, talking to someone. That's why we have talking with versus talking at. Conversational hijackers talk at people at an obscene rate of knots. It is unbelievable. Um, now, I trade in the action to reaction here. I think it's one-to-one. I trade that in for the insane amount of hypocrisy that I have for this because once a week for about an hour and a half, I do this just fucking free balling. I lean into it completely um, and record it, no less. You can't think it's that bad then, mate? No, it's 100% bad because I listen back to all of these and I go, God, that fucking Cam is annoying. He's a lot. Chloe's a lot. If this was the number one worst pet peeve in the entire world after one episode, wouldn't you be like, oh, I won't do that anymore? Yeah. Wow. Hey, man. Reflection's a hell of a thing. I'm trying my best, guys. I just wanted to be clear. I hope everyone's noticing a slight trend to improvement. And if not, just know that I'm working towards and I'm meditating on it and I'm mindful about it. But anyway, it I also, is so fucking bad. I also don't think you're actually like you. I think you're pretty much joking. Like, I don't think you're nearly as bad as what you're describing. What I'm talking about is really bad. It is, you know, like, um, oh, I went out last night and I had eight beers, and then I go, oh, yeah, I had ten. Yeah, man, that's Those crazy. You ever tried right. DMT? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> fucking shit, bro. Oh my god. No, this is this is a really bad one. To what Cam's mentioned, the worst by far. No, I is it I did ten or is it just like oh yeah um I I was doing some puzzles and now we're talking about puzzles and only puzzles because you you describe like a one-up yep. guy. Yeah, you can I, do that as well. Yeah. I think there's like different forms of this and mm. it all comes under the same umbrella. It's like you say something, I don't even acknowledge it and then push on with what I was talking about or kind of just keep pushing what you're pushing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It's insane that extremely prevalent, at least uh, I would say one workplace knows at least one person in the entire world um and it is just unreal how this manifests in so many different ways it can be not only is it the one up but it can also be the one down you know oh i'm really tired oh you think you're tired i've only had two hours of sleep last night i get it man you're tired as well you 
know, no empathy, no ability to show compassion. It is just pure, unmitigated self-indulgence. Oh, I hate it so much. Wait, were you, were you giving me a hard time about like my pet peeve being somewhat personal? Yes. However, I family feuded my thing and I asked people around this and every person was like, yeah, that's fucking horrible. I believe that's called confirmation bias, my bro. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I grabbed everyone's data, I distilled it down, and then I asked them about it, further inquired. My research methodology was Sounds pretty solid. pretty murky. Pretty the scientist solid. in the corner. Pretty solid, man. I also did look up, I uh, just as a si- side kind of thing, out of my own interest, I looked up, like, what is the science of pet peeves? And there's very little research on it. Like, there's phobias, and there is the whole chewing loudly with your mouth, uh, or chewing loudly. Um, that's a thing called misophonia. Uh, but besides that, there's very little actual research around pet peeves, which is quite interesting. Well, isn't that just because it's like a subgenre of just like some kind of like offensive behavior that drops down to this weird little like space where, I mean, it's like we were trying to describe at the start, like it's bad, but it's not like so bad that you would necessarily, yeah, like it, it just probably reason why people haven't dug too deep is because it's just like people get pissed off with different things and it's human nature. Mm, mm. Yeah, I just thought a super left wing, like San Francisco little, you know, braided girl would do some social sciences research on it, but nothing. Yeah. True. Very little. Yeah. I think it's people, People would have done some kind of studies into like the most annoying things, surely. But like, yeah, they did do one on sounds. Uh, the number one was nails on a chalkboard, um, and they did do one on words. Man, number one was uh, moist, which is not really a surprise. Um, none of those entered. Can you imagine nails going down a moist chalkboard? Moist, moist, moist. Careful, we just we probably lost like that. We probably <laughs> lost half our viewership. Yeah. Liam, I think that's your cue to hijack this conversation. Yeah, man. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my number one is, and I know you guys have got your criteria, and but this is only, I believe this has only become widely recognized as morally bad in the past year because okay, people not washing their hands it's now become a big deal because everyone's been told to wash their hands, like mandatory. But before that, I think everyone has been in a situation where you're in the bathroom, someone finishes up, they walk straight out the door. And you're like, okay, you have potentially piss and or shit on your hands and you're about to go spread that around. Oh, bro, blood, cum, um, you know, <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> Thicker than cold peanut butter. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Continue. Um, yeah, I just think it's disgusting. And um, now more than ever, it, as well as it, it being recognised as bad, it has the worst effect on... It actually has like a detrimental effect on society. It possibly always did. But it it always w- did, but... It's worse now. It's worse now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I think it's that's a it's a solid case, and I don't need a. Could we almost say that like it was once a pet peeve, and maybe now it's like because it's so much worse, it's not a pet peeve anymore. Yeah, but I think it's historically a a bad pet peeve that now has been thrusted into like new heights. Yeah, it's been changed somehow, but because of the worldwide epidemic. 
Right. Pandemic, sorry. That's bad. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, not good. Can I tell you guys my favorite thing to do? And probably a lot of people do this, but I will wash my hands. Um, and I think we can all agree, even with the most sophisticated air dryer technology or the most robust paper towels at our disposal, generally speaking, you still come out of the bathroom with, you know, kind of wet hands, not perfectly dry. And sometimes it's worse than others. And if I'm on my way back or just popped out of the bathroom and I see someone I know and we happen to shake hands, as soon as our hands touch and there is like, a kind of an acknowledgement of liquid. I'll be like, sorry, man, didn't wash. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, another variation of that is don't you hate it when you piss on your hands. Yeah, and uh, Also very funny. It's, it's always a good one. Um, yeah. Boys, personal preference on the how to dry your hands, paper towels. Oh, I don't wash hand my hands. Dry. So I apply heat from my hand, my mouth. <sighs> just just <sighs> speed breathing? <sighs> yeah. It's the, it's the most efficient way. I looked into it. Okay. Yeah, don't wash my hands. So. I hate you guys. You guys are disgusting. <laughs> I, I would probably... Get away from me. Don't ever touch I actually hands. would usually go um, air dryer for the most part and then just usually just one paper towel to finish it off. I, I am also a combination of the two. Yeah. I don't know how you, if you guys have ever done this, and I'm starting to do it more and more, and I don't know what that says about me, but this kind of only works if you're in shorts maybe. But like... What about jorts? Jorts works. Okay. Chode jean shorts. <laughs> 54 inch waist, 10 inch length. Yeah. Um, yesterday I um, had an appointment with my knee doctor. Didn't go well. I don't want to get into it. Your boy's fucked up. <laughs> I was like, yo, can I can I please use the bathroom? And they're like, yeah, go ahead and do my thing. It's like a full number two situation, but I'm in and out. It's sweet. Wash my hands, turn, no paper towels, no air dryer or anything. But I was wearing shorts because I have to show the bro my knees. We don't usually wear shorts this, you know, kind of weather. Um, so I was like, okay. And I just rubbed it. Like I rubbed my wet hands all over my like dry legs until like I had just kind of transferred the wetness to my legs and off of my hands. Mm -hmm. Do you guys ever do that? Yeah, completely natural. Oh, okay. Good. All the time. Good. Yeah. Look, no if, I'm, if I'm in a hurry, I will... Hit the hand dryer and then I'll do a one-two one yeah. on the back of my pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Do you guys yeah. No jazz do? hands. No jazz hands. Can you, do you ever do the um, elderly foreign man waiting at a <laughs> shopping mall? I don't think we can really do it with the... Uh, yeah. And just like, no, no, I don't need any help for paintball. Just, yeah, you can do that at the toilets. I think it quite Whip works, back. but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's a uh, great shout, Liam. Like, really well done in figuring out something that is also morally and borderline legally wrong. Like, it is so... I would not be surprised if somebody like Singapore has made it illegal and you report. Well, uh, it's it's actually... The more I think about it, the more I like its entry because the whole thing about pet peeves is it should be somewhat harmless at some stage, right? Which this was... But he's picked the one pet peeve that you can now like deem as like potentially lethal. It also statistically <laughs> is going to be harmless. Like not saying uh, obviously, I don't need to say this, but like obviously you should wash your hands and blah 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 at least but, once a week. <laughs> yeah, but uh, statistically, the probability, particularly in New Zealand, of actually getting 
any form of COVID uh, is currently, of course, very low. But nonetheless, you not doing it just shows like uh, what is it called? Reckless neglect. Yeah. Not only that, but also just bad personal hygiene. Like you say, you got piss and shit on you. Being cavalier with others' health. Yeah. Selfish. A lot of selfishness, I think, is the main theme of pet peeves, right? It's just like selfishness manifest. It's like selfishness mixed with obliviousness. Yeah, ignorance. Is coughing without covering your mouth on the same, like, wavelength as this? I guess that's ki- that's like psycho- psychotic, though. That's is like that just like a biological attack? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an airborne, <laughs> like a raid. Um. I think we are now kind of shifting towards the most anticipated, juicy uh, portion of each episode where we invite our producer, Steen, and to just kind of give his thoughts on um, what he's heard. Well, uh, hello, everyone. Hey. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like I've been sitting here all the time. Uh, it's been an interesting one. Uh, I must say, Liam, the, the first one... That you spun out was was brilliant, literally. Thank you very much. Poetic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Tangy fruit, man. <laughs> oh. What a detail. Nah, like the, the movie tagline. Oh, oh. Unreal. <laughs> unreal. Uh, right, so great. I'm going to begin with uh, just a side note, right? Is, is finding 25 people and then cutting it down into themes, is that, is that a broad audience? Compared to using the internet, I'm just curious to you. Uh, I did try and search it up, but Reddit just got distilled with all of the trolls being like, "Oh, my pet peeve is getting cum on my neck bed," and it's just like, "Okay, okay, well, okay." No, that, that, that what am I going to do there? Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to give it. I'm going to take one out, and uh, the one I don't think is is the best is conversation hijacking because oh, okay, cool. cutting a line and what you could say is washing your hands is the most the two most serious in history that keep going. Because mm. cutting in line can be the life and death in a situation. It can be as simple as Ooh. someone cutting in line in hospital. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, there is a lethal aspect to it. Should have just said peanuts, bro. They're so lethal. So cutting in line in hospital is what oh. I've written down is, is a serious one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why that beat uh, conversation hijacking. And then washing your hands has its own lethality to it, which is, um, yeah, COVID, of course. So just asking, yep. and I know Liam's was criteria, and that's perfectly fine, but we talk about, if you want to lean on that, we talk about how racism is like a one-to-one and directly proportional for action and reaction. If we're going to talk about lethality, if you want to use that as an argument, you have to identify that it no longer becomes a pet peeve and it becomes a right of like human life. Context can just change it. So like... It, neither of like i didn't speak to it in that context yes so all i'm saying is if you want that you've got to accept that that's you know validates the criteria okay the, yeah but the sacred criteria but i i think what steen's saying is it has the potential to evolve into that from a pet peeve i i get what you mean i do actually agree to be honest um when you look at it from that lens i agree i mean if you if you want to go that way conversation hijacking can be lethal in the way that you know you get bored to death and I mean, kill yourself <laughs> Mental, you know, someone hijacking somebody else's conversation, speaking for others, essentially. But we won't go there. Uh, so the winner for this one, it's going to be, uh, well, it's going to go to Liam for this one. Yeah, oh fair enough. God. Amazing shouts. All three of them are amazing. Thank I'm you not, very I'm not much, Dean. Thank you very 
much. Just like I, honest to God, if if Steen had been like, "Hey, listen, guys, very strong, all of you." Um, it probably doesn't fall this way, but just because of Liam's yeah. number three, I would be like, yeah, okay. I also, uh, we kind of came to play in Liam's ballpark here because I bet if we wrote an exhaustive list of pet peeves, you would have the longest by far and yeah, you would have you, strong points for all of them yeah. from fucking one to 105. You're a grouch. Nah, I love it, bro. Love it about you. It's great. That no, yeah, it's, it's just he's a grouch. I mean, he had coming on time and like Liam is always here dead on time. Yeah, he is. Never, he did never it, second yeah. late. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm never going to fuck over my boy Steen, all right? <laughs> He's carved out time and has a very busy schedule to do the pod for the boys. Mm. And I'm agree very more. appreciative. And Liam is carving out some precious ass licking before next week. Yeah. What is the uh, topic for next week? We actually have no idea. Um, and you won't, you won't watch this episode before next week. Um, we could always ask. I don't know. Oh, do you have something maybe, Cam? Uh, nah, I did just want to talk about, because we are quite ahead of time, this will be a bit of a delay, a uh, bit of a time zone differences, but um, we actually had feedback on the subway thing that you asked about with the tinkle. Oh. So we were asked in the end of episode three if it is socially acceptable to uh, piss in a subway without paying for anything and uh, subsequently um, Ooh, yes. uh, make eye contact with them. At the wait staff or the, mm. the staff subsequently. Um, so I got a message from a fan who said that they, when they were younger, created a group called a uh, group chat on Facebook called Subway Shits, where one day of the year they infiltrated a single subway in Fitianga and uh, they spent the entire day shitting in that one subway. They took turns, uh, they posted up in the booths, and then they walked into the subway toilet shat that till their heart was content. He did say that there was like a, a lag time, like a downtime, because he was like, you don't want to have someone else's warm butt on the seat. Like there was a logistical component to this. Um, did he mention any overlap? Isn't someone shitting and someone walked in and shat like as well? Or just like someone kind of like needing uh, to shit, like three of them I, at the same time. I, I have a story from my childhood about this subject. Uh a, a group of boys that I know used to play a game called Nacho Cheese, and it's it's like stacking shit without flushing <laughs> <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> and they used to do it at the Hamilton BK in town. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is notoriously like the grossest BK anyway. That Beyond rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so yeah, Subway shits is a thing. Um we're naming and shaming. Todd Nielsen is responsible <laughs> for that. <laughs> he's the one who uh, orchestrated that. He claims he started the Facebook group, so he's the mastermind behind it all. Um, so I have 70 people, a legion of 70 strong, saying that it's all good to use the bathroom. I don't actually know if they bought anything. I assume they did, purely for, like, the fiber. <laughs> um, first of all, Todd, you're going to get fired as soon as this is. Also, um, if we were doing this show... And I was a um, ex member of a Fidianga subway. My pet peeves might be slightly different. I might have a real big problem with people public shitting. They put all of the employees <laughs> into the group chat. Oh, so they kind of was like. So the employees went, please don't do it on Tuesday. I'm working that shit. <laughs> Did that really happen? No joke. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's like it's like poo roulette. They're like all <laughs> <kind of> oh. <laughs> poo roulette. Poo Russian roulette. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Those. Po- oh my. God, people working a shitty fucking fast food job. And then people are like, you know what? 
Yeah, you got to clean up my shit. <laughs> 70 times. Yeah. I think on that note of nacho cheese shitting um, and Subway stackers, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, this could be our best episode today. I don't know. Feeling real good about it. And uh, we're just going to keep the gravy chain going. You might see us in some Nexus magazines. You'll probably see us in some advertising. We might start our own page. We'll see how this goes. Special guests. This thing is just going to grow, baby. You can't stop, won't stop. Um, as always, it's been a pleasure, boys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good work, Liam. Thank good, you, Steen. Good, good night. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Steen. Thanks, team. Much love. Love wins. <laughs>